So do you think networking is just something the young kids are doing these days? Going to cocktail parties, wearing name tags, trying to find their way into their next job? Well, that is not networking at all. At least that's not how our guest thinks about it. Networking is that thing that, well, helps you find that board of advisors, that board of directors, that group of people that give you a sanity check and help you find your way. So today we're going to talk about not cocktail parties. We're going to talk about not wearing name badges. We're going to talk about networking the right way and how it's going to grow and build your career. All today on the podcast. Welcome to the Founders Place podcast, the place where exceptional founders grow. Now here's your host, Todd Wills. Todd Wills. Hello, welcome to the podcast. Very excited to have Karen Wickery on today. But even before we get to that, I am just super excited that we finally get to announce something we've been working on for a while. This is really big, big news for us and big news for them. We are excited to share that we are now part of C-Suite Radio. Now that's just been announced and C-Suite Radio has been talking to us for a while and we're excited that we've built up enough of a following. We've had enough viewers like you listening and supporting and encouraging us that we've actually become part of C-Suite Radio, which is the perfect place for a suite of leaders and business executives. In fact, it is the premier source for your best business podcasts. And I want to thank all of you, the listeners who helped make that possible. It's been a great opportunity for us, and we're excited to be on C-Suite Radio. We're excited to be part of the group. There's another group of 30 or 40 other great podcasts that are on this network. And between all of us, we're supporting each other to bring on great guests, speakers, and really make this a, a fantastic podcast. So with that, I'm excited to kick this off with Karen. Known Karen for a number of years. Karen has been at places like, uh, well, you know, Twitter. She's been at places like Google. And now she's got this fantastic book. The book is Taking the Work Out of Networking, An Introvert's Guide to Making Connections That Count. Karen really has this idea that networking is not so much about just trying to collect business cards. That's not the way to think of it. She really thinks of this as this is where you find that board of advisors that helps you launch something, grow something, build something, or take your career in a new direction. But don't take my word for it. We're going to sit back, take a listen, as Karen talks us all about networking. So, Karen, as we usually do, who are you? Why are you here? I'm Karen Wickery. I'm here because I have written a book about a better way to network called uh, Taking the Work Out of Networking. The subtitle tells all, An Introvert's Guide to Making Connections That Count. Perfect. I love it. And what have you done besides write a book? Because you've got a pretty storied career. Uh, yeah, I've been a, you know, a character in Silicon Valley for a long time. My, my, the skill that I bring, I guess, is writing and editing. And um, I've been in communications for many years, working at all kinds of technology companies. And before that, uh, computer magazines that was kind of kicked off the, uh, the era that we're now in, I think, uh, uh, when personal computers were on the rise. So I've worked uh, at a, a whole lot of companies and uh, had a variety of positions. My longest stints were uh, nearly 10 years at Google and nearly five years at Twitter. Um, and I, the, my last position there was editorial director. Nice. Well, character, I think, is the right turn of phrase for you. So um, let's see if we can bring some of that character out. So let's let's talk about the book. Let's... You know, this is, it's an interesting topic. It's one that I think people sort of nod their head and go, yeah, networking, it's a, it's a good thing. It's like breathing, right? We should do it. 
Um, but what is it that drove you to say, hey, you know, I, I've got a voice in this and I, I want to offer a perspective because there's something missing. What, what led you down that path? Well, there, you know, there were a couple of things. Um, one is, uh, I mean, most immediately, I had written an article uh, on this topic about uh, building a network for life, essentially a, a column I wrote for uh, Back Channel a few years ago. Back Channel is now part of Wired. And um, that got good response. And that made me think about uh, my own uh, system or lack of system. But basically, I have, I'm lucky to have a, a quite wonderful wide network of contacts from all kinds of fields uh, and around the world. And I'm not someone who has worked to do that explicitly. I'm not someone who sought out, uh, you know, like I want to have the biggest pile of business cards or contacts, you know, it, that wasn't my goal. And so it, it led me to think, you know, the response to the article was pretty good. And I thought, well, how do I, how, how did I do this? Because the fact is I don't, I don't have a, a you know, a magic, uh, um, I don't have a, uh, a way to do it that that nobody else can emulate. Uh, other people can do this. So one thing led to another, talking to book editors and an agent. And uh, the idea of the book was, uh, you know, if I, if I can sort of deconstruct how I sort of connect with people, connect people to each other, and keep in touch with people, that that's a handy set of skills uh, for, for people to know about. And it's uh, to my way of thinking, not hard to do once you kind of build the muscle for it. And it's a much better way of networking than than the way we all know and hate, which is to say networking <laughs> events, uh, you know, speed dating with business cards. Right. So when you, when you start thinking about networking for you, is it automatic? Do you just sort of do it? Is it just plain old muscle memory? Or are you thinking, okay, today I need to go do some networking? Definitely not that. It, it's much more that I'm open to meeting people. And uh, often, I, I will say that part of my um, kind of understanding of networking came from especially my years at Google, which were really when it was on its way up. It was kind of the, the go-go years of, of Google where everybody wanted to work there. And at one point, I think they were getting a million resumes a year, right? Hmm. So lots of people from my past would reach out to me either to say, uh, you know, I've already applied or I want to apply for something or how do I get in or, uh, hey, would you talk to my friend so-and-so because they really want to get in. And I mean, I had, you know, hundreds of conversations with people <laughs> and it was, again, not that I was looking to build a network. It was more that I could see. Uh, you know, there were there were certain ways that people were more successful or not in terms of how they were approaching, uh, you know, finding jobs. But the sort of meta effect was I, I made lots of contacts through those conversations, quite a number of which I've kept up and have kept up with me very informally over time. And so that is kind of part of my muscle memory now is sort of who who do I know who knows something about topic X or who, who will know, you know, where to find a good product manager because I have a friend who's hiring. It's that kind of thing. I, I should say networking to me is really in service of connecting, right? Networking is sort of the mechanism for connecting people or connect or connections between people. Got it. 
So the, uh, the audience here is founders, right? Uh, entrepreneurs, big idea people, people that are dedicating their lives to a specific notion, an idea, compulsion, if you will. Yeah. Um, and one of the things I hear from them is, yep, I should, I should eat right. And yeah, I should, I should work out and, and I should get more sleep and yeah, I should, I should network and I should go to events and I should, I should do all that stuff. But I, I'm also trying to dedicate myself to this company and I'm working 18 hour days and you know, the, the Silicon Valley startup life. Right. Um, and even people that are, you know, outside of Silicon Valley, that's just the reality there. So help, help them understand how networking fits into, Hey, I got all this other stuff on my plate and, and why it's so important at those early stages. You know, um, I, I, it is absolutely important at the early stages. and I know it feels like, you know, a sort of onerous extra task. And I know what those 18 hour days are like. I've worked at a number of startups myself. And the thing is, um, you, you know, a, a founder, however deep the passion is can't do it all alone and it's a it can be a lonely job as we know and so to have maybe a better word for for what you want to build here is a is a brain trust right it's 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 people you can turn to for advice or new ideas or a reality check on your ideas and yes sometimes people who have context to you know, find that rock star who's the, who want who, for the product manager role that you need to fill. But the 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 way that you go about that then is, if it takes having, you know, a running uh, list. If if it's if it's Evernote, if it's Google Keep, if it's a, a Post-it, you know, uh, as you think of either the questions you have or the people you already know that you want to you know run something by or be in touch with. Maybe that is a, a once a day activity where you're just sending out a few emails to say, you know, can, can we talk about this specific thing or I have a question for you or can we have breakfast on Saturday so that you've, you've got kind of that rolling, um, you know, uh, list, list going, contacts going out, queries going out, and um, then you'll get, you know, different, different responses back in, in different times. That you can that you can schedule so it's not like it all has to happen on one day it's more like oh today I really have to solve the problem uh, of product development you know another day I have to solve the problem of financing you know and so that's what's going to be top of mind so as you either meet people or get introductions to people to reach out to you have to make time to follow up and you know it could be a video chat it does not have to you know be an in-person meeting if 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 you have you stuck in the office, uh, but you you have to you know make the effort to say, hey, I'm looking for this. This is the this is the quest I'm on right now is for this kind of information, this kind of advice. Uh, can you help me? And if not, do you know someone who I can talk to about this specific thing? So it's it's looking at networking a little more purposefully instead of the oh, well, I'm just going to build a network for the sake of building a network and really more about how do I create a series of advisors, relationships, mentors, um, smarter people than I am on specific topics and having those people in that community, my ecosystem. Yes, exactly. And it, it, I should say it's a long game. It's not that you say on Tuesday morning, I'm going to find an advisor and by you know Wednesday morning you have an advisor, <laughs> right? I mean, we wish, 
but um, right. it doesn't always work quite that way. So that's why it has to be sort of a rolling kind of ongoing thing where you're, you're, you're basically, uh, if you like, you know, rolling a bunch of boulders up the hill and you're running from <laughs> one to the other to keep them from rolling down. Because uh, there's a lot of multitasking that goes on with being a founder. But uh, the idea is one conversation will lead to another. And you may find that, you know, someone you're turning to uh, a lot for reality checks ends up becoming an advisor. It's not that you set out to, you know, cross that off your list today. It's more like, you know what, I've talked to you five times and you're always smart and you're there for me. And so I really want to think of you as an advisor. Well, you know, it was fascinating. I was at a, a, a growth marketing conference, a performance marketing conference, and it was all about, you know, building and growing your company. And someone got up there and they said, think of a list. And they put up an Excel spreadsheet and just said, okay, here we're going to form a basic list. And on top of the list will be all the people, friends and family, people you know in your inner circle. And then you start thinking outer rings from that. And down at the bottom of the list is all the people that you want to connect and have you buy your products and services. And he said, as you as marketers or people that are looking to grow their business, we always go to the bottom of the list. We go to the customer we want. And we forget about all these people that are at the top of the list, our friends, families, our close network, people that will walk through fire for us that are actively engaged in wanting to help us succeed. And we don't tap into them and ask for them to help us connect in the network or help us find that great product person or help us find a great resource, we tend to think about, well, I'm just going to go in and try and build my relationship with my future customer. And we forget about this community of people, this network of people that really want to help us be successful. I think that's really smart. And, and, and I agree with it. And I would add, uh, going beyond the, the friends and family, um, there's a lot more people that each of us know who are uh, weak ties for us. It, yeah. the, the sociology term, right? Weak mm-hmm. ties. People we know less well, Maybe people, you know, former colleagues were not in touch with, former vendors even, uh, or, or contractors or agencies we once did a, did a project with. Uh, people that are, are not immediately in our network still can provide, um, you know, contacts and ideas and leads uh, if you let them know this is what you're looking for. We're going to continue with Karen here in just a second, but... You know, one of the things that's really great about being a part of C-Suite Radio is we have a fantastic group of sponsors. So we'd love to take it away. Have one of our sponsors talk to you for a second. Thank you so much for our sponsor. Now we'd like to get back to Karen Wickery. So, okay, Karen, so let's say someone's listening and they're like, yep, all right, got it. I know I need to do that. Yep. Okay, sure. Tips and tricks. How do, how do people go about doing this? What are some of the things that you've found either that works for you or that you've researched in the book on mechanisms or systems or ways that founders can look at this so that they have something practical and pragmatic that they can manage to? Well, I wish I could tell you I have, you know, some custom CRM that, uh, <laughs> that is, you know, built just for this and I'm, I'm happy to, you know, sell it to anyone who's interested. But in fact, uh, I don't. I mean, there are people who keep elaborate spreadsheets and, and, and actually maybe even CRMs for their contacts. This is an old thing in the sales world, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think uh, for me, a couple of things, you know, one is if there are really specific top of mind 
needs like uh, you, ha I don't know, have to find a board member or a lead to a new investor immediately or, you know, somebody else who's sort of a keystone uh, kind, of, kind of person. That's a more specific quest where you are reaching out to your trusted people, uh, any investors you already have. You want to get introductions to people. There, the, the key is to follow up quickly, uh, take the meeting in whatever format it is, so that you can decide either it's worth continuing to talk to this person or you know what, they don't have what I need and I'm gonna like put cross them off the list for now. Uh, because it, it, it's, it's as valuable to find out, you know, where the dead ends and where are the, uh, are, you know, the, the things not to pursue. That's as valuable as finding, you know, oh, interesting. the good leads, right? Because, you know, otherwise you kind of keep spinning around with some idea that, you know, isn't, isn't going to work. So I would say, you know, act on the offers that, that you get from the people you already know to, you know, meet or phone or whatever with someone. If it's someone, if there are new specific people that you're interested in meeting, you know, again, pursue those, those more specifically. If it's more like a running list of, yeah, I need to find, I need to, I don't understand enough about, you know, I don't know, manufacturing or, um, you know, this particular process. I need to, uh, you know, find that it's, it's, it's really, you know, let me make time for, uh, you know, that meeting to go understand that or that somebody tells me, go read this technical article and it'll tell you what you need to know. You're just having to basically specific outreach plus follow up. Are the are the things for for those kind of quests in the moment, um, and then other things will be serendipity and will will come to you along the way. So you have to kind of filter what do I need to know right now as opposed to what can I wait on. If somebody says, "Hey, I have a great marketing person I want you to meet," uh, you know, say happy to meet. Um, let me say hello uh, and then put them on the back burner for six months because I don't need marketing yet. Yeah. Yeah, not, not all meetings are equal, right? Not all introductions are equal, and and you can you can prioritize, and you may need to if you're really in crunch mode about development, for example. Well, and, and you know, one of the things we had we had talked a little bit too is I think there's still this notion that networking is, and you even alluded to it before, the speed dating things, right? Yeah. The, the okay, I get this thing. It's a cocktail party. Come meet a bunch of your peers. Da 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 da. And, and you found in particular that those don't tend to be very useful. If you, the context makes a difference. If, if, if this is an investor, you know, a, a mentor of yours who says, I'm telling you, come to this thing, you know, maybe it is useful to mm. make contact with two or three people out of a room of 50, you know, uh, right. Don't go thinking I, I'm going to meet them all and, you know, get 50 new contacts, you know, Think of think of uh, you know two or three. Actually, the the um, the VC Hunter Walk, who's a friend of mine, wrote a, wrote a great piece on Medium about a year ago on how he survives going to conferences, which he has to go to as part of his job, right? And he also said, you know, if if I come out of it with two or three, uh, you know, good conversations or contacts to follow up on, that's a win you know, for, for attending a conference for a day or two. So it's the same idea. Um, if, if, but if it's a, if it's a generic networking event that is put on, you know, I don't know, by a company, 
um, that may be, unless you know somebody there, you know, you have some compelling reason to go. Uh, that, that may be one, you know, send, send someone else if you can to tell you about it. Right. Well, and, uh, you know, the, the irony is not lost on me at all. I mean, the reason why we're having this conversation is you and I were connected through yeah. networking, right? We, right. Have, we have a mutual friend that said years ago, the two of you should talk and we formed a relationship. And, and so we were part of each other's network. You then came out and had a book and the timing was right. And I invited you on the podcast. And so, you know, there's a there's a direct example of where having that network, that long game networking relationship actually pays off. Otherwise, I wouldn't be sitting here having this delightful conversation with you right now. No, that's exactly right. And and um, um, I would I would add here. I found a wonderful quote in in the process of writing the book, uh, which is which is this: networking is less like hunting and more like farming. Uh, a guy named Ivan Meisner said that, and um, he ironically runs something that I'm not too sure about called Business Network International, which may in fact be the kind of uh, organization that has those kind of ballroom, hotel ballroom, uh, you know, network events. I don't know. Nice. <laughs> but I love the quote because, uh, you know, uh, networking, I think people do think of as transactional. And that is very much like a hunt, uh, you know, which has an end game to it where, farming or gardening uh, same idea and what you're how you're describing our relationship uh, is exactly the same it's it's an it's it's more like you know you you kind of nurture the garden it goes through seasons sometimes you're weeding you're planting uh you're moving things around you're trimming you know uh uh that's that's how real i think the making authentic connections really works and it, it it's seasonal and it's cyclical and it takes over time yeah, I think that's a, that's a fantastic way to look at it, and I love that that it's not the not hunting because I think that's how most people look at it as yeah. trying to come in and snipe for for one particular <laughs> thing, right? Yeah. Instead of looking at this as a holistic, longer term journey. And your your description was apt, right? Sometimes you're culling it back, and sometimes you're you know growing more, and you're sort of seeing it ebb and flow based on whatever your needs are and what what you're building and what you're putting into it at any given time. Yeah, and to that end, you know, it, uh, it it serves you to always be making new new connections, you know, and not turning down those invitations to to connect or or, or just having a conversation with somebody new because you just don't know what will come out of it. The trick is not to, uh, you know, have it overtake your schedule, but you can control. You know, you can say, "I would love to talk to you, but I really can't for the next month or three weeks." Let's 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 make a date to check in then and maybe we can get coffee, but you know, not right now. And then other times it's, you know, I, I, I have a spot tomorrow. Um, and, um, um, let, let's get together then it, it's fine, but it, it's, it's, it's just one of these, you know, it's sort of a moving, always a, a kind of a moving game that you're doing. Yeah. I, I know if I were to respond for the, I just need a half an hour of your time uh, blind LinkedIn emails that I get on a regular yeah. week, uh, I'd spend conservatively 20 hours a week on on those phone calls. And so you're right, knowing which ones to and how to prioritize and which ones you can put off and being able to look at your own lists and manage to that and not just accept everything blindly, but also be open to it, I think is the, the key. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a balance for sure. Yeah. 
Perfect. Well, uh, Karen, give us the name of the book one more time. Taking the Work Out of Networking, An Introvert's Guide to Making Connections That Count. It's by Simon & Schuster. And where can we find this book? Uh, any, uh, any, I, well, I don't know about any bookstore, but I do know you can find it through Amazon. Of course. Uh, if you go to the Simon and Schuster page for it, it, that has links to other booksellers, including independents. Fantastic. Well, Karen, thank you for, uh, coming on and talking to us about networking and reminding us of the importance of it. Again, helping founders and, and big idea people in particular think about how to start spending their time, effort, and energy, especially when they're focused and so heads down. And this tends to be one of the things that goes to the wayside, but reminding us of the importance of it and giving us some tools, tips, tricks, and ways to start thinking about this more than just, oh, I've got to go find somebody. Um, thinking about this as a garden, I love that quote. That, that's going to stick with me for a while. Great. Well, thank you, Todd. It's been fun. Well, that was just fantastic. I love Karen's point of view. She's so spot on. She's such a great interview. Like I said, I've known Karen for a number of years, and I'm so excited for her success with the book and how well she's done with this. You know, I think one of the things that I really like about her is, you know, she has this idea, and she even said it, that the person who you always turn to for a reality check turns out to be your advisor. You know, those people, your go-to people, are the ones that steer, guide, and extend your career and help you do something really amazing. And you don't get that unless you've actually crafted and created a network. So very excited to have Karen on today. If you'd like to follow Karen, and I suggest you do, you can look for her book. It's a Simon & Schuster book. You can find it on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. You can also follow her on Twitter. She is KVOX, K-V-O-X. I love that. Uh, She can also be found at KarenWickery.com, which is Karen and then W-I-C-K-R-E.com. So now that we're on C-Suite Radio, one of the things we're super excited to announce is the fact that we are giving away a free autographed printed copy of the book. That's right, a free autographed copy of the book. In fact, the book comes out on May 7th. You can even get an advanced copy and be the envy of all your friends. I know who doesn't want that. So all you have to do is go to your podcasting network, give us a review, say some nice things about us because you know you want to, and then send us a tweet and send me a screenshot and tell me what you did. We're going to pick a couple of names each week and we're going to read those names live on the air and also give out one free copy to one person each week. That's right, free copy of a book. It doesn't get any better than that. So do what you're doing already, listening to this podcast, Shout out, say a nice thing about us. Let's go ahead and uh, find a way to get that tweeted to us. And we would love to go ahead and get you a copy of the book. Now for us, as we announced, we're here on C-Suite Radio. But you can also always find us at foundersplace.co. That's foundersplace.co, the place where exceptional founders grow. Thanks for having a listen. Excited to be on the new platform. Thanks for listening along. And we'll look forward to talking to you next week. You've been listening to the Founders Place podcast, the place where exceptional founders grow. For past episodes, blogs, and more, visit us at foundersplace.co. That's foundersplace.co. And thanks for listening to the Founders Place podcast, the place where exceptional founders grow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.